What's going on, party people? Good morning, good morning. You knew I had to start off basically saying the same thing. Well, good morning. It is after 2 a.m., so it's technically a new day. I wouldn't necessarily call it morning, but if you're like me, you know, early to bed, early to rise. So, welcome to Pen Up Talk with host Diana France. Thank you so much, always and forever. First and foremost to everyone who listens to my podcast. I seriously appreciate it. I don't I don't consider myself doing a lot of advertisement for my podcast, but I do it for several reasons and I do appreciate whoever listens. Two people, one person, five people. I appreciate it. It would really be nice if you shared the link to my podcast when I post it so other people might want to tune in that would be fabulous so I'm trying to get comfortable here in my bed it's totally dark thousand fans going on in here and once again I'm using my vocal cords for the first time in many 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 hours so you have to bear with me for those who are listening so um god there's so many things that I could cover today. Usually I have one idea in mind and then on occasion it's like, wow, I could talk about a couple things. So I think I'm going to break up and do a couple different episodes of today's podcast. So um, the first thing I want to talk about, and I've briefly talked about this on one of my podcast episodes um, in reference to whatever the topic was that day, but I wanted to talk about this um, as far as me being a writer. Um, It's just something that I never thought that I would ever do. I always scored high marks in school on creative writing, but I was horrible at spelling. I never studied for the spelling test. I never entered spelling bees. And I I just, in English as a whole, I never really scored like high marks. So it's just not something that I thought that I'd be doing. But I've always been able to express myself very well. Um, You know, my parents and my family have always went on and on about how I go on and on. And obviously I've been in relationships where people say I'm long-winded. So... I think that I'm naturally a writer as far as being able to use my words creatively and detail, you know, talk about something in detail and from several different aspects, which is basically what my podcast is about. Because on a side note, my articles don't really cover topics that are necessarily business related. I have actually never even tested the waters with the magazines that I'm on staff with or that I've written articles, donated content, including articles. I've never even went to the owners and said, what are your thoughts on me covering things about the business? I've just never have really done that. You know, lots of pinup issues are themed issues, so... I usually write about the theme. 
and there are other times where I've interviewed people, which is something that I really want to get into doing again, interviewing professional models in pinup, interviewing professional pinup photographers, designers, and then featuring their work in the article. I've done that several times, and it's always something that I look forward to doing because I love interviewing people. Um, I am a people person, believe it or not. Um, definitely, I'm a social person. So um, then there's, a, I would say probably, I, I wouldn't even know, more than half, more than half of my articles are based upon that particular photo shoot or that particular model. Like if I'm working with a model for the first time and this is her first ever pinup shoot, I may write about that and add in like a short bio of her. And then there's times where I'll talk about what my inspiration was for that shoot whether I'm in the pictures or one of my models are in the pictures. I specifically talk about the look from head to toe, what they were wearing, how I came up with the concept, how I did their hair, um, you know, the location we were at. I'll talk about the model. I'll talk about the photographer, et cetera, et cetera. So those articles are based specifically on that particular shoot. But I've never really went into the business side. So that's partly what my podcast has always been about for the past two years that I've, or so that I've been doing it um, is to cover everything, you know, and a lot of the business side of what goes on. Because number one, I know so many people can relate. And number two, there are people that are definitely enlightened and they're are more people that could be enlightened if they were listening to my podcast because I definitely cover things on the business side and I don't know any other person out there who is a professional pennant model specifically who is doing a podcast number one and talking about the pinup industry I don't know anybody who's doing it so here we go. I don't know anybody who has a column that's covering it. So I've often thought about thought about that, like going to the magazine owners and saying, let's do. But you know what? Like I said, most of the articles are based upon the theme of the issue. And then there's interviews as well as me going into detail about the exact shoot. That's been like the three major things that I cover. So that's what my podcast is for. But anyways, back to the beginning and what I was initially talking about. I never really thought about being a writer. And I know for a fact, it's not like, you know, I'm really boasting myself just, you know, which is what you, you should do. You should boast and brag and boost yourself up. Um, it's called self-confidence, self-esteem. But um, I just I know that I've come a long way when it comes to my writing even to this day I'm still improving and I would say that's the same thing with everything I mean why am I taking another makeup class you know why am I have my fingers and toes crossed and have said a prayer about getting a scholarship to the school 
that I really want to go to. I mean, why am I? Because I want to continue to improve. And I know the only way I can do that is by knowledge. And that's how you develop skill. You know, that's how you implement it. You have to have the knowledge. So I know that I've improved significant. I I would say significantly because, like I said, I never consider myself a writer. I've never been a great speller, even though in my articles, I don't think I've ever spelled anything wrong. If I did, it was honestly an autocorrect um, type of thing. And also, it was something that was just overlooked because, and it was a long time ago, because now, and it's been for a long time now, I use a spell check um, app. And it also will go into grammar issues if I want it to. And it also counts the number of letters I use, the number of words I use, and which words I use the most often. So I've been doing that for a while. And that was suggested to me by someone who is a magazine owner for a magazine that I was and I still write for. So I took the suggestion right away if I'm not correct if 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 I'm incorrect you know correct me but um yeah and it's so easy obviously so that was one step and also just being able to branch out and to interview people as well as something new which came along um and that's why I say I'm covering topics you know in my articles for themed issues, I'm covering that theme of that issue. Something new that came along um, within my career of being a writer, the magazine owner said, if you don't have a set of images that we are accepting for this particular themed issue, whether it be of you that's why I'm lucky because I'm a model. Lots of times I feature myself in my articles and there's a, I always want to feature other people because if I'm going to be in, I could be in that magazine issue anyway. So of course I want the opportunity for other people. And because of that, it's featuring and showcasing my work as a stylist. So there's so many aspects involved in publication. That's why I love it as far as for me. But um, I was given the option and there was a suggestion made that I could write my articles based upon the theme of the issue, but I wouldn't be including an interview and I wouldn't be including details about the shoot because I, I'm not a part of that shoot. I, I haven't been a part of that shoot. These are images that they want published. These are images that go with the theme of the issue. And these are models and photographers that nine times out of 10, I've never met them or I've never met the model. And my article has to be an article that would go with any set that would be published in that specific issue and that theme. So that's something new. I wouldn't say it's new, new, 
but I mean it's something that came along that wasn't there in the beginning. So that's another aspect to me being a writer. It was something different for me because I would say that's been one of the challenges for me. Um, another challenge is coming up with something new to write about. And, you know, when I've covered that theme more than once, it's like, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to start saying some of the same things here, you know? I have to keep a, a good organization, if you will, of what I wrote about. And because with, as an example, with Delicious Dolls Magazine, I have written articles for the past like three at least three um Halloween issues my personal column my own column which I'm so proud of has been in their magazine for um, as an example say three Halloween issues so you know I'm it's like I've done I of course, I could cover that topic a million different ways, but I'm saying I do have to keep some, you know, memory, you know, recollect, recollection. There you go. I had to say it quietly for some reason. Recollection um, of what I wrote about before. And what I mean, it's a challenge to write an article about a theme that's where it can be challenging because I've written about it before, but I'm not able to specifically write about that set because I don't even know what the set is. I don't know what the images are. You know, they, it's like this is an option that I've been given where I can just have an article. So the article will definitely be published. But I have no idea who the model is, who the photographer is, um, in this particular case, I do because it's always, well, it has been images that the owner of the magazine is a photographer, fabulous photographer. I love you, Renee and Bonnie, the owners of DD. And so he has sets that are going to be published and they go obviously with the theme of that, that particular issue. And my article can go with those images, but I don't know what the images are going to look like. I don't know who the model is going to be. I don't know what the inspiration was. I don't know where the clothes are from. I don't, you know, I don't know any of these things. So I can't put specific details about that shoot. And that's what I'm used to doing. And that's also where I seek my inspiration. But then I remembered and I, I remember, and this is kind of, kind of sidetracking here, that um, over a year ago, I began to research vintage undergarments or the undergarments that we wear now. I began to research the history of them. And I began to heavily research vintage undergarments and their history, how they began, why they began what type of material was used and why um who were the type of people who bought these undergarments the fact that undergarments totally shaped the outside of the clothing even if the undergarments are never shown 
and how you get that vintage look by wearing those type of undergarments. Actual vintage lingerie, actual vintage bras, panties, pantyhose, girdles, and the history of how new materials came into play. The history of World War II and how that played a significant role in the nylon industry and that particular material. And just on and on and on, like what women went through with corsets, why corsets were invented, how many layers of clothing were worn in the, you know, the late 1800s, the early 1900s. Just, you know, I began to do so much of the research on every single undergarment, just like the history of the tradition of the, um, the garter belt. It was, it's just an odd tradition. I'm talking about the garter, they, or the garter, rather. They, not the garter belt, but the garter that you wear around your leg at a wedding. It was the tradition. It was just like, okay, wait a minute. Interesting tradition here. I didn't, I didn't know it began that way. You have to look it up. So I began to heavily research, and I started writing articles, very, very rough draft articles. And I started, and I saved them. I continued to research. I continued to write. I continued to research. I continued to write. Finally, it was a big span of time in between because I think I got wrapped up in starting school. I think that's what happened. I was starting at a a fashion institute. I I really honestly, looking back, I think that's what happened. I was just like, not have the time to really go forward. So eventually I, I had the time. So I went back. I revised articles. I wrote a couple of new ones and I started to gather them and put them into my app, doing all of the checks, so on and so forth. And just looking back at all that I had written, because these were incomplete articles. They weren't just rough drafts, you know, that were, I need to check the spelling and grammar and count the words. And no, they were actually incomplete. So long story short, I finished them. And one by one, I went over them with a fine tooth comb and got them in my Word app and put them in Word form, format. So that is when I, once I had them all done, I actually went to several magazines and reached out to them. The first ones I went to were the magazines that I've I'm either on staff with or either I've already submitted and had my articles published before. Everybody was interested, including down the line, a few magazines that are brand new. So over the course of several months, the majority of this year, I've had several of those articles published. Now, when I got done uh, going over them with the fine tooth comb, getting them in word format. I actually did a kind of an estimate and it was about 10,000 words in this series of articles, 
which could easily be a book, definitely. I'm my publicist, if you will, at the time. He mentioned that, but okay, that could be a book. I'm like, I know. So, um, anyways, so many of those articles have been published, and now today, I am actually going to go back into my Word app on my phone and see what I have left because I feel like progress has been made and it's just like everything else. I feel like if I was just doing one thing, then it would be celebrated more by me, you know, and by the people around me. But it's like, I have all of these quote unquote little success stories that are triumphs, that are accomplishments. And no one can judge if they're big or small to me, but me. And no one can judge the significance and importance and merit and how proud I feel about every single thing that I accomplished, but me. No one can do that. But I just, I, I just realistically think that if I wasn't doing so many things, then I could just focus on something and really, I don't know, go on and on about it more and just show how proud I am more and the significance that it really does have an impact that it has on my career when I have articles published. I mean, I wasn't trying to be a writer. You know, this isn't something that I was ever, and to this day, have never been professionally trained on, professionally educated. I just haven't. And I feel like I've come a long way. I like to write in the voice that I talk in. And I have to not do that all the time. And there has been a challenges with um, coming up with a thousand words, you know. And then once I began, after a couple of years, and in reference to my series of articles that I wrote on vintage lingerie, one, I remember one article in particular was like almost 1500 words. And every single article was at least 500 words within the series. And totaling like 10,000 words. So that's a lot. (laughs) And for me, I, I feel like talking about me specifically, that's a lot. And it was a challenge. But at the same time, because I was already faced with the challenge of 500 to 1,000 words, I was prepared for something like that. And that shows me that I have succeeded at improving. And that's important to me. Because, once again, I didn't set out to be a writer. Um, My very first column my very first, I think my very first article that was ever published was in my own column and I was paid for it. And I was offered a six month contract to have my own column and I was paid per article. And, you know, so it depends on what you consider professional because I was not, you know, formally educated and still still haven't been in writing 
and in English, but I, my very first column, I was paid for it and it was published. And publication means so much to me because of my very top ultimate goal. So many goals have to be met to reach my ultimate goal in my career. So many big goals, little goals, and these are things that have to be accomplished. And publication is one of them. Without publication, there's no way that I could ever achieve my ultimate goal. Never. So that's why it's important to me, and it always will be. But it's also important on so many levels, and I love learning. I love developing skills. I love improving on the skills that I've developed. And honestly, I just, I love learning. I really do. I love research. Um, No matter how challenging school has been, I love it. I'm not saying I love a challenge. Like, I'm one of those people, like, I love a challenge. No, 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 no. I'm not going to go out, you know, on a limb and state that publicly. Because it depends on what type of challenge. It depends on who's involved with that challenge with me. But overall, you know, if it's something I want, of course, I accept the challenge. I'm confident. I'm usually not very worried. It's just more like, eh, like stress, like anxiety, which, you know, doesn't have to be necessarily bad, I guess, you know. But it's not like I go after like, oh, this is going to be the biggest. I just realize that with every challenge, there are so many things that have to happen for that to take place or something that has a challenging aspect can also have so many things that are easy but you still have that one challenge so I feel and I know that I've come a long way with my writing and I hope to continue to do so I'm really just excited because once again I just don't feel like I get to really like focus like hey you know, this is an important article to me, (laughs) you know, like this article took a lot for me to research this, a lot for me to not, um, what do they call it? Plagiarize? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't just copy something, everything that someone else has written. When I do my research for my articles, specifically for the articles that I did, on each individual vintage undergarment, I th- there's so many steps. I mean, Google, eBay. I mean, it, what didn't I use? What resources didn't I use? And then there was different um, steps. There was different, yeah, steps <laughs> to the the process. And this was with each and every article that I did. You know, I did so much cross referencing. And reading other people's blogs as well as Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Whack a Mole, old school video games. Well, that's what we used to go. That's before we had video games, right? Oh my goodness, I'm I'm thinking about the the Pima County Fair in Tucson. Thinking about that 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 game. It's interesting. So as we, it's going to be almost 3 a.m very soon here um I really want to wrap this up because I have a couple things I want to do and I think I'm gonna take a little siesta after this but um I'm really 
let's just go for full circle because I started thinking about the fair and the circus. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to tell my husband, we need to go to a, a fair sometime soon. Well, when they start having them again, as it is winter time, everybody. And the weather has changed here in the desert. It's lovely. It's lovely right at this moment in time. I'm sure everybody in Las Vegas wishes that the weather would stay like this. It's pleasant. It is pleasant. I mean, it's been a bit chilly, but that's because we just came from extreme heat. I mean, not just heat, extreme heat, desert, desert, desert heat. And I'm way out in the middle of the desert. So where's Waldo? It's hard to find me. That's, that's what me and my husband want, apparently. Um, anyways, so, uh, back to my articles. I'm very happy that any day now, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be today or tomorrow. My next article, which is on lingerie. Oh, I remember where I was at. Um, there were several steps to my process and reading blogs, going on Wikipedia and also just doing so much Googling and then um, going to websites that sell those undergarments and doing the research on the prices and things like that. So I did that with every single article. That's how I was able to come up with a minimum of 500 to 1,500 words per article and the entire series be over 10,000 words was because I did so much research, which I love to do. And it was kind of addicting at one point because I love vintage and I collect vintage and my favorite vintage things that I own are vintage lingerie, nightgowns. So I wanted to know about all of these names, all of the terms. And that was another thing, not just the history, but all of these terms. I mean, I even went and I stopped there at the history of men's underwear, which were the boxer shorts and how they began. I mean, it was like, there's just so many interesting stories and so much of it. Um, the history of these garments go into, you know, fashion, obviously high fashion and over in Europe, you know, so a lot of the terms are European terms and names like, uh, French names of garments and things. So again, I was learning that the vocabulary and the terms used for certain gowns and if it's full length and it's sheer, it, it's called this. If it's over the knee and it's sheer, it's called that. Um, and just the history of, of everything. How, again, World War II, serious impact on nylons. Look, I, I did a, a whole article on that. It means a lot to me. And every single one of those articles. So now that another one is about to be published and it was probably last month or the month before that that one of the other ones was published so now I'm going to I'm excited um, to look and see what I have left because I don't think I've published an article on corsets and I know 
I wrote one. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. There's no way. I will scream if it's not there, if I can't find it. Because that was one thing that I learned as well. I, trial and error doing this. And I wasn't doing it for a company or because someone asked me or whatever. There was so much passion and motivation. That's why I did all of the research research that I did and writing and rewriting. And I learned to definitely save everything in a strategic place as I go along because I was just saving everything, sending it to myself an email. And because I waited so long to get back to that project, it was like a mess going through that email. So, I mean, it's just something that I never had to really do. So, and it makes sense. I mean, anybody, I guess, with clear logic would say, well, duh, you should have been doing that. But I wasn't thinking that way when I began the series. Excuse me. And I honestly, I didn't know how many undergarments that I would cover. I didn't know how many articles I was going to end up with. And I did know that I was going to be taking a, a huge break because I started school and all of these other things, you know, that I'm doing. So I'm very excited to see what I have left. I know that um, the bed coat, the history of the bed coat um, or bed jacket, um, I have not had an article published on that yet. And I'm thinking, and corsets. So those are definitely two things that I have left. I'm really honestly trying to think about well, there's probably a couple of other things that I haven't um, had published, but I'm going to find out <laughs> this morning, early, early, early this morning, as it is right now. And I'm excited to look at them. I'm excited for this next article to be published. I am actually going to be the model in it, so very flattering, very exciting. It's also in a special edition issue of the biggest pinup magazine in the entire world and it's in my own column in this magazine so I mean how many things do I not have to be excited about it's very little so many things I have to be excited about and grateful and proud of and I am I'm all of those things I'm smiling and I feel nothing but positivity but I just wanted to think about this and just cover it for anybody listening that I have come a very long way with my article writing and improved on so many things. I'm still learning. I'm still improving. I think I always will be. The passion is there. The challenges are there. And, you know, I'm continuing to succeed and accomplish things. I'm very happy because every achievement within publication Every article with my name on it that's published is a step closer to my ultimate goal. And then listen to all of the things that I've been so happy about. You know, I get to showcase my work. I get to interview people. I get to be featured and I have my own columns. So many, I'd say 90% of my clients and right now 100% of my current and only clients that I'm working with and will be working with for a while, I predict, um, are interested in publication. So, you know, 
obviously it doesn't take a genius to figure out, you know, they're paying me for styling and photography and they want to be published. I have the means to do that. And that is a big reason why they're coming to me, not just to get their hair done, not just to get hair and pictures. So publication, it does make me money. And that's not the only reason that I'm involved in it. But obviously, that's a big reason. And to be able to showcase my work. And when I go to companies that are paying me to model for them, or companies that are sending me things to wear at my photo shoots, and I don't have to buy photo shoot clothing anymore, and also I can utilize those things for my clients or sell them and make more money, uh, they... I'm sure very much considered a bonus that I'm involved in publication and that I can have things published like ads and professional pictures of me published and I can do articles as well on the companies that I'm working with. So publication means so much to me and my articles really do mean a lot. So I understand to a lot of people out there I would, I would say especially my haters, but even to people that support me, I'm pretty sure that it's, I wouldn't say it gets old. It's just not like, oh my goodness, wow, you had an article published, you know? It's like when I go into those, those writing groups, you know, everybody has their genre, their niche, their theme, the, the side of the business, the style, whatever. That's in modeling, that's in entertainment, that's in writing. And, you know, like some people write children's books, some people write um, horror-based books, some people write comedy books, some people write um, biography books, some people write books about agriculture. There are people that are writers, but they are all writing about totally different things. And there are different aspects to each side of the business that they are on even though they're getting their books published on Amazon, you know, et cetera, et cetera, what have you, they're all writing about something different and there's different payment, there's different ways of getting in the industry. And when I look at the things that they post, it's like, it just seems so exciting. Like, oh, my book was published or, you know, when people put how many out there have had some people have had something published and it's just like, I can't count how many times I've had my work published, I, my writing, my articles published. I, I literally cannot count. And each and every time, it's meant so much to me, and it still does to this day. It means so much. And it's separate accomplishments. You know, it's separate things that took work. It takes work to write and to research. It really does. And it takes, obviously, work. It takes time. It takes passion as well to be good at it and to be able to take direction and for people to say, okay, well, we don't like the way that was written or you need to start incorporating this or you need to change that or we suggest you do this. I mean, that's another part of it too. So when I look at all my articles, I think about all the work, all the passion, all the blood, sweat, and tears, you know, that went into each one, and creativity, and skills that I developed, and that I'm continuing to improve on, 
that's what I see when I look at my articles. And that's why my articles mean a lot to me. Enough so, I wanted to do my podcast episode on this today. So I don't know who's listening, um, including the owner of Pennant Worship Magazine, which is where I currently have my second column in. And it's been, oh gosh, I don't know, <laughs> about a year and a half now. It's been over a year and I appreciate my column. I love my column. I love Peter Smith of Pennant Worship just like I love Renee and Bonnie of Delicious Dolls Magazine. And, you know, I just love the production and the communication. I love the role that I feel like I'm playing in the success, you know, of the issues that my articles are in. Excuse me. I feel like I'm a part, you know, of the magazine and both of those magazines and I appreciate the owners I've been fortunate enough to be photographed by both of them and I appreciate that as well so I look forward to a long future I love the feedback that I'm constantly getting the advice the constructive criticism it means so much and every article it really does mean a lot to me um just as an individual accomplishment because I feel like I've come so far, but also to showcase my work, also because my models are so happy and excited to be published, but I have an ultimate goal. I really do, and I don't talk about it. I don't know when it's going to happen, and it is a specific ultimate goal, and every single time I have an article published, every single time I am published every single time my work as a stylist is published is a step closer to my ultimate goal. So publication means so much to me. So thank you to the owners of all the magazines that have published me and that will, including the owners of the magazines that have published my articles, offered me columns, and the two that I currently have my own columns in now. I want to say thank you so much to them, to our readers, to my fans, and definitely to my photographers for all of the fabulous pictures that have landed me covers, that have multiple covers, that have landed me features and multiple page spreads. There we go. Um, and for every accomplishment that I've been able to achieve within publication because of my photographers. And last but not least, to my clients. Um, being a model, I would say that I probably could. I'm in the position where I could feature myself in every single article that I write for my columns. And I, maybe I could have been doing that the whole time. But I am a stylist. I'm an artist. I'm very passionate about that. That's why I went to school for so long at one school in particular. That's why I continued my education. That's why I'm in school now. And I'm going to continue because of my passion as a stylist. So I definitely appreciate my clients, current and future. I look forward to 
working with you and creating, you know, um, success because that's why I do what I do. You know, that's what drives me every day to set goals and work as hard as I can to achieve them. Some, some take longer, some take more work, some are really hard to do, but didn't take that long. Some are not that hard to achieve, but take longer to actually plan and to implement those plans. So all in all, I want to say thank you to everybody. And I'm just thinking about my column. I'm excited about this next article and I'm excited to see how many articles I actually have left in the series. So I'll see everyone online. It's 3 a.m. Get your butts up now as I get ready to go, go back for a little cat nap here. But I appreciate the support. Let's see, it's Sunday. So everybody enjoy the rest of their weekend. And I'll see you for Manic Monday tomorrow. And I'll see you online the rest of the day. Thanks for your support. This has been Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. Ciao.